Facebook is so well established and you've been providing so much data over the years, the targeting you can do is absolutely ridiculous. So I, you know, for me, um, I can laser focus my ads to make sure I reach the perfect person. The Online Marketing Show with Joseph Bushnell, helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. Hello and welcome to the Online Marketing Show. This is Joey Bushnell. Uh, today I'm going to be speaking to Facebook ads expert John Loomer. John is one of the leading experts on Facebook advertising in the entire world, uh, specifically the Facebook Power Editor. He's perhaps the number one authority in the world on that particular aspect of Facebook ads. So if you use Facebook advertising in your business or you plan to, then you really want to listen to this interview today uh, because John is going to give us lots of tips um, to help us get great results with Facebook ads. John, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Joey. John, as I just mentioned, um, you're a very well-known authority on Facebook, uh, on the Facebook Power Editor. But let's talk about Facebook advertising in general. How did you get started with it? Yeah, good question. So, I mean, I've had, I've been exposed to Facebook for a long time. I mean, I, I first um, used Facebook, period, and, and was from a business point of view as well, back in 2007 while I was with the NBA, and we partnered with Facebook to create an app. That was so long ago. That was before you could create your own. You had to partner with Facebook to do it. Mm -hmm. And I, I was the first, I believe, the first ever admin of a Facebook group for the for the NBA. Wow. Um, so that was my first exposure. And then um, I, I, you know, I experimented with with ads on and off uh, for for businesses. Um, well, you know, it was part of my job, and um, because I was always in digital marketing. From that point forward. And then, um, when I went out on my own, uh, so when I was laid off for the second time in three years in 2000, the end of 2011, um, that's when I knew I had to start my own, my own thing. And then, uh, you know, I didn't have a lot of money to spend. I was trying to support family of five. And, um, so I, I used ads in the early going, but very, very expensively. That's why I always talk about, you know, it doesn't matter what your budget, you, you can make an impact. So I was spending a dollar a day in the beginning. And so it's just a matter of getting more and more experience, more and more comfort level. Um, cause I was using ads consistently really from that point forward. Okay. So before we dive into the power editor, let's talk first of all about why you like Facebook ads. You know, and I, and I just mean here, just Facebook ads in general, not just the power editor. What would be your case for business owners using Facebook ads as part of their marketing? Reach your ideal customer. I mean, the, the your customer is on Facebook. You can almost guarantee that, as opposed to you know looking at any other platform. You you can say, well, it's a different demographic and it's a different age, you know, whatever. Um, everybody, pretty much, you know, in terms of representation, is there. And um, if you want to find your ideal audience, are there. But it's it's not just that. And yeah, that that makes it effective. The fact that they're all there that they're there a lot more than any other social platform. Um, so you can expect to find them there. Um, but because they're so active and because 
Facebook is so well established and you've been providing so much data over the years. The targeting you can do is absolutely ridiculous. So I, you know, for me, um, I can laser focus my ads to make sure I reach the perfect person. So I want to reach people who are on my email list. I want to reach people who have visited my website or specific pages of my website. You can even do it based on, at least in the U.S., based on how much people make and what they're spending their money on. It's just, it's, it's pretty crazy. Okay, John, there's two main ways to create a Facebook ad campaign on Facebook. The first way is through the self, what's called the self-serve editor. And the second way is through the power editor. Could you explain a little bit about these two different platforms for creating ads and what the main differences between the two would be? Yeah, so... The main ads interface um, is, is streamlined. They try to make it as easy as possible for the mainstream. Um, and even if you were to take a step down from that, you've got the boosting posts. They're, just, they're trying to make it as easy as possible to pull you in um, and not overwhelm you and, and be, be and not try to be too complicated. Whereas within the power editor, that's really for the advanced marketer, the advanced advertiser, someone who creates a lot of ads, Someone wants more control or more power over, over their advertising. Um, now it's, it's definitely more overwhelming and it's, it's, there's a learning curve there. And, but, uh, the advantage is not just put out an ebook, the, the nine reasons, um, you know, the nine ways that, uh, that the pros are benefiting from power editor and you aren't. Um, but there, so there are nine main reasons, but a few, let's say you create a ton of ads. Um, just the main ad interface, just creating one ad. Look, you might not see all the benefits, but when you create a ton of ads, there's a huge benefit to using Power Editor because let's say you've got 10 ads running, you've looked at your reports, which you should be doing, you realize it's not working within the desktop newsfeed. So you can select all 10 ads, make the change to one, and it applies to all of them. Or, so it's a matter of bulk editing, bulk uploading, um, you got more control over bidding. Um, you have uh, so, some additional targeting features that aren't available within uh, the main ads interface. So um, basically, if you want if you want full control, if you want access to everything, it's you got to use Power Editor. So, John, needless to say, that you're a big fan of of the Power Editor. Do you always use the Power Editor, or are there sometimes when you perhaps wouldn't use it? The only time. I can even remember not using it when I wasn't just testing it. Just because I got, I have to refresh my memory as far as what's available within the main ads interface every <laughs> once in a while just to talk about it. Um, but the only time I've used anything that wasn't power editor within the last year or so, I was on the road and I was, I was like in a, I think it was at a conference and I want to quickly promote uh, my, my latest blog post and I boosted it through my phone. And that's that's about the, the 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 most I've done that wasn't within Power Editor. But that's the only reason. Okay, so you know, if you're in a situation where you have the choice to use either of those two platforms, then you pretty much would always go with the Power Editor. Yeah, um, and the thing is, you know, um, boosting and using the main ads interface, um, especially getting into it, it's easier. But once you've used Power Editor for a while. It's easy. It's really not hard. And, and it's, it's not, it doesn't take that, that long to create an ad. And I, I don't know. I've got a process where I, I mean, I've, I've created, I create an ad in 
matter of just a couple minutes and I'm done. So, um, and, or multiple ads because I have a routine. So every time I create a new blog post, I publish a new blog post on my, on my site. I, I schedule, first of all, a, a post for middle of the night, my time, because I find that's when I get the, the most engagement. And then I also go into power editor and I, I, I promote it and I schedule an ad and I schedule it to one, one ad set, one ad to my fans, one ad set, one ad, um, to my website visitors. It's, and there's a lot of duplicating too, which saves time. It's quick and painless. Brilliant. Okay. Jim, let's talk about some of the different types of ads that we can make with Facebook. For anyone who is not familiar with Facebook ads, what options do we have in this area? Well, I mean, you can uh, create a page likes ad. So you're basically the, it's all based on objectives really when it comes down to it. Uh, if your objective is page likes, then it's, it's just going to feature your page and why you should like it. And there's a like button. You can have a post engagement ad or, um, and you know, when you say post engagement and clicks to website and website conversions, all three of those objectives, the ads you create for them, they look the same. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just Facebook optimizes them differently. So as far as who, what audience they're shown to, if you want post engagement, they're going to be looking to, to reach the people who are most likely to engage. If you want um, clicks to website, they want to show it to people most likely to click on the link. If they want conversions, people most likely to convert. But they all, in each case, the what the user sees uh, on Facebook looks the same. Those, um, you've got uh, video play uh, ads, so the, the Facebook video, which a lot of people are having a ton of um, success with. You've also got app install ads, so both mobile and Facebook apps, and app engagement ads. Um, uh, promoting events and promoting um, offers. And I may be forgetting one or two, but that's that's pretty much everything. Yeah, they would be the, the main ones. Okay. Just to clarify there, John, um, you mentioned there about app adverts. Is this an advert that leads to um, a Facebook app, you know, one of, you know, Facebook's own apps, or is this, um, you know, an advert that can help us advertise iPhone apps or, or Android apps, for example? Absolutely. So um, you would just, and they make it pretty streamlined now, so you just paste in the link to um, the app within that the the uh, store, for example, yep. and it automatically pulls it in and nice. to create to easily create an install ad for that. Very cool. Um, are these type of ads, these app ads, are they also targeted to people using mobile devices so that you get more relevant clicks rather than people who are using a desktop or um, a laptop computer? Yeah, so when you when you create a mobile app install ad, you can only target mobile, which would make sense. Yeah, because a lot of the time you probably wouldn't want clicks from other types of devices. You'd much rather it was on the mobile. So um, that's really awesome to know. Okay, let's talk about some of the targeting options of a Facebook ad. What targeting options do we have? You know, on on, on Facebook ads in general, and also how about you know you mentioned earlier about the power editor having some extra um, targeting features. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about um, targeting options in general on the normal self-serve uh, platform and also the extra targeting options that you get with the Facebook power editor, please. Sure. So first of all, I prioritize my targeting. I know a lot of people, they, they jump in and they, they just think about casting the widest net possible. I want to bring in new customers and, and this and that. Mm-hmm. Well, the truth is for the most success, you should prioritize, focus first on those who know who you are. 
but they may not be connected to you on Facebook or maybe a matter of reengaging with them. So like I, you know, I hear a lot of people be like, why would I promote to my fans? Like, why wouldn't you? These are the people that they want to see your content. They may have missed it and you can blame Facebook algorithm all you want, but it doesn't, that doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily why they just weren't online. So you want to, I, I target my fans first. I target my website visitors. So you use uh, website custom audiences for that. I target my email list. Uh, which is you upload your email list uh, for custom audiences. Uh, you can target by lookalike audience. So Facebook will um, break down who the people are who are um, either your fans or on your email list who visit your website or who have converted in the past, and they will find users who are similar to them. So if you exhaust those first groups of people closely connected to you, then you move on to lookalike audiences because what a lot of people do is they like, the first thing I did, they sit down, I was like, well, my ideal audience, they like this page and that page and they're this age and they live here. When in reality, what you should be doing is just have Facebook look at your, who, who your customers are and automatically generate your lookalike audience list because it looks at all those things, those interests. So it automates that process as opposed to you guessing who these, uh, who your ideal audience is. So lookalike audiences. Then you go into interest targeting. Um, and then behavioral targeting. So you can target, again, some of this is available more within the U.S., but there's a long list of things you can do based on behaviors, like what what, what they pay for, the donations, how much money they make, um, and their partner categories. And so there's some information, some targeting that's within what you call, this is called the more demographics or within behaviors that's also within partner categories. My partner categories are, and again, unfortunately, this is only U.S., but um, Facebook partners with these data mining companies who collect information on people whenever they complete a, a questionnaire or survey, fill out a loan application or make any big purchases, credit cards, that kind of stuff. Uh, so they collect a ton of information on people, send it to Facebook. Facebook ma- matches up uh, those people with users so you can do some crazy targeting. So, one, you know, one example of the targeting you can do on um, Power Editor is involved in, in those partner categories where you have more of a, you have a more complete list there within Power Editor than you do within the main ads interface. John, would you say that, um, you know, Facebook will probably roll that out to other countries outside of the U.S. at some point, or do you not see that being in, in their plans at this point in time? My understanding that's, is that has always been the plan. The, the, the issue is you have, I mean, I'm sure there are laws involved, but there are also, um, you know, you have to have, are the, you know, you have to, they have to work with those data mining companies in each of those countries. Mm-hmm. So it's not just that Facebook has all this information on people. It's there are these data mining companies that already do this. Mm-hmm. That's, that's their business. They collect this information on people. They send it to Facebook. So, um, I have, there's no ETA as far as I know on when that would be rolled out. My understanding is that it will go beyond the U.S., but no idea when. I mean, it's been a couple of years already. So no idea. Okay, one more thing about um, custom audiences. Um, these are the audiences that we uh, already have the data to. Um, and I know that you, you you posted a blog a few months back um, about, you know, some people are basically trying to game the system, getting data in other ways, not sort of collecting it legitimately. Um, and then they're uploading that data as a custom audience on Facebook, even though it's it's not theirs and they don't have the right to use it. So could you give us a little bit more more information on this? You know, what should we do or not do in regards to custom audiences? Because we don't want to get in trouble. Yeah, so so custom audiences, and, the, and so the main point of that 
article you referred to is focused on email lists and Facebook user IDs. Mm -hmm. So what a lot of people were doing is using third-party tools, uh, software that would scrape email addresses and user IDs from people who are in particular groups or like particular pages and then uploading them and targeting them in ads. And first of all, anytime you use the word scrape, probably shouldn't do what you're about to do. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, the thing is, you know, the software existence of people, a lot of people thought just unknowingly thought there's, there's nothing wrong with this. Mm -hmm. It was very effective, I'm sure. Um, but definitely against the rules. And um, recently, and the thing is, you know, it's, this is an example of, you should probably read um, before you click that checkbox and say, I've read read the terms and conditions. Because, you know, a lot of people say, I, have no, I didn't know this rule existed. Well, Facebook asks you every time you, you create a custom audience that you agree agree with these terms and you said, yes, you just didn't read them. Uh, but, but it's really kind of common sense when it comes down to it. You, you can target customers who are your actual target customers, who are people who have opted into your email list, where people have visited your website. Um, beyond that, and even then, you you have you are required to keep that updated. So if you have an email list and people have opted out of your email list, you need to be updating on a regular basis so you no longer target them. So you cannot target people who aren't your customers. You can't buy an email list of people who did not opt in to see stuff from you and target them. You cannot scrape. You can't even manually do these things. You can't go manually profile by profile by profile, getting email addresses and user IDs and creating a list. Um, bottom line is you can't upload a list of people who are not your customers. Okay, sure. So um, Facebook can can tell this. They can, you know they can somehow detect this. You know, would would someone get in trouble if they were caught violating violating those rules? Yes. Yeah. So first of all, um, they they scan the uh, custom audiences that are uploaded. Uh, but now they're actually, they have some rules in place. Like if you upload user IDs, they say, okay, who, what, what is the app you're using? What is the app you own that collected these user IDs? You have to actually indicate that now uh, before you didn't. And then uh, my understanding is that they also match up to say, well, are these users that you uploaded actually users from this app? Um, so there actually is a, that, roadblock in place to prevent this from happening in the first place. But yes, people have been shut down. These tools have been shut down. People have gotten their accounts banned. Uh, you, have to be, you have to be careful. Look, I hear a lot of people is like, you can do this. You can get away with this. This guy's doing it. That guy's doing it. They're making all this money. You don't want to get on Facebook's bad side. Anyone who's been banned, anyone who, who repeatedly gets um, ads rejected, you get flagged. You don't want to be that guy. So you're looking at short-term gain um, and you're going to lose big time in the long term. Okay, um, let's talk about tracking. And this is something that frightens a lot of people, this word, um, in, in, in online marketing in general, tracking. But in the context of Facebook advertising, how do we track so that we can see how effective our ads are being? Um, you know, if we're getting the conversions that we want or the subscribes that we want or whatever it is, you know, whatever the goal is, um, we need to be able to track in order to do this. So how do we go about it? So first of all, you should use conversion tracking. So um, it's a pixel that Facebook gives you 
that you should place on the, the thank you page following a conversion. So Facebook will then that that notifies Facebook that that a conversion has happened. So they they know what, whether their conversions whether, regardless of whether someone saw an ad or not. So what they do is because every time someone refreshes that page or sees that page that thank you for your purchase, it notifies Facebook that I got a purchase just happened. But what they do is then look at okay was that user who was on that page is someone who also saw your ad or clicked on your ad. So that way they're able to put two and two together, match it up and say, okay, this person saw your ad, clicked on your ad. So that, that resulted in a conversion. Um, so, so first, that's the first thing is you should be measuring conversions. Um, any ad that could lead to a conversion should, you should at least be tracking it. Mm-hmm. So you have a, an area to select a pixel. Um, an example is, uh, so I just, um, created a landing page for, for my, uh, for my new ebook that, that we were just talking about. And, um, I'm, I create an ad for it and I'm optimizing for the lead, you know, the registration, they're, they're providing their email address, but I'm also tracking all the sales that could come about it as well because this is, this basically sends people into a funnel, uh, to, to buy my, Power Editor training course. So I want to track both. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, so I select all those pixels. And actually that's one thing that you can't do within the main ads interface, by the way. You can't select multiple, multiple pixels, only one. Um, and so I select all those pixels. So then when I'm in the Facebook reports, which there are, there are two sets of reports. They're the main reports again that you go to in your campaigns and the ads manager that everyone uses that, that are rigid. You can't customize. Mm-hmm. You also have the link on the left-hand side of the ads manager for reports. Use that because you can customize it. And I've created all kinds of custom reports based on what my objectives were. Because you, you don't want to be distracted by all these meaningless metrics. Okay. So like if I'm trying to get conversions, the only things I'm going to track are the amount I've spent. I might track, um, the frequency, I might track the optimized CPM because that could be an indicator if it's too high, why my costs are too high. Um, but other than that, it's going to be the number of conversions and my cost per conversion. That's it. And if it's page likes, it's the page likes and the cost per page like in addition to those other things. If it's website clicks, it's the website clicks and the cost per website click in addition to those other things. So it's keep it nice and simple. You can save those reports. And um, so that's what I used to measure my success. But the other thing with those reports is, uh, with this, within this area called data breakdowns, you can break down performance of your ad. So let's say cost per conversion based on whether it's shown to men or women, based on their age group, based on the country they live in, based on the placement of that ad. So I know a lot of people go through and they create all kinds of different ads targeting different, um, people based on age and gender and country and all that stuff and placement. When in reality, you may only need to create one and have Facebook break it down for you. And they'll, they'll tell you um, your performance in those areas. So when you get that feedback from the report, John, what do you do in, in response to that information? I mean, okay, for example, let's just say that you were targeting males and females um, with your ad. And a lot of the responders to your ad happened to be females. You know, you, you, you weren't anticipating this. You didn't realize it was going to be this way. But it turned out from your report 75% of the people clicking on the, on your ad and responding to it were females. Would, would that mean that then in, in, in future you might focus on females more in your ads? You know, is that how you would then use data to get better results moving forward? Yeah. So I actually gave a couple of examples here that just, 
Uh, I was exposed to it in the last two days. I mean, yesterday I had a one-on-one with somebody, and we were digging through their reports, and it was really interesting because the cost per link click, uh, they're, they're trying to get conversions, the cost per link click was much less for men, but in that same campaign, the cost per conversion was much lower for women. So in other words, if you were only looking at things like cost per click, and looking at it for, for men, you would think men are the people you should be targeting. Mm-hmm. But in reality, men were clicking, but they are stingy and they didn't want to convert. <laughs> Whereas women were much more likely to convert and convert at a higher rate and were cheaper. So that's a case where you may want to focus on women. And Facebook's optimization may not be perfect in that case either. Uh, because they, they depending on how, uh, what, what your objective was, what you told Facebook your objective was, because they, they usually naturally will optimize and notice these things and start start showing it less to men if they're costing too much. But you you need to make sure that they that they're that they are and you can kind of force that as well and say, okay, going forward, I'm only going to target women. Um, and then today, actually, just like again with this ebook, when I, I launched it last night, um, in terms of uh, the landing page, I created an ad and I, I targeted three different groups. One was to my fans. One was to my website visitors. One was to look-like audiences. And immediately what I saw is look-like audiences aren't converting at all, which wasn't a big surprise. I just kind of threw that out there to see if I could expand the net. Mm-hmm. Um, but within those who are converting, uh, um, older ages were, were converting higher. Mobile wasn't converting, and I found out that partly that was because I, I need to fix my mobile responsiveness of the landing page. Um, so those are two things I immediately noticed, or three things I immediately noticed. I stopped the lookalikes. I raised the age of the audience I'm, I'm targeting um, because I was focusing a little bit too young. And uh, I'm, I turned off mobile temporarily until we get that fixed. I don't want to waste my money on that. So that's a exa- couple examples of how you should be monitoring the results and making tweaks accordingly. Brilliant, um, John. I, I love that uh, you know that process of fine tuning our ads and um, and improving them all the time. Um, and, and again, this is where I would imagine most people are, are not doing this. You know, they're not looking at the reports. They're not using this information in the way that they could be. So, thank you very much for sharing this with my audience so that they can take advantage of that. John, that's the end of of, of the show. Thank you so much for for coming on the show today. Where can we find out more about you? Um, and and also, do you have anything that can help us further? Where can we where can we go to get more information from you on the topic of the Facebook Power Editor? You bet, you bet. So johnloomer.com, that's J-O-N-L-O-O-M-E-R.com. You go to facebook.com slash johnloomerdigital. And uh, so there, the two main things right now regarding Power, power Editor, you got the, um, the e-book. So it's a free e-book. You just go to johnloomer.com slash nine ways. That's the number nine ways dash ebook um, or the course itself. You can skip straight to the course. You go to johnlimmer.com slash PE course for power editor course. It's actually broken up into three courses and uh, the first one's ready. The second and third I'm waiting because Facebook's about to make some big changes and I don't want to launch these courses until those changes are made and then I have to make adjustments again. So you can actually prepay. Mm-hmm. And get a big discount on the second and third or the bundle. So uh, that's johnlimmer.com slash PE course. Awesome. That's the end of today's show, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, if you found it helpful, please remember to support the show and help us uh, keep on going by leaving a review on iTunes or on Stitcher. Uh, and uh, John, once again, thank you very much for being on the show today.
You betcha. Thank you so much, Joey. The Online Marketing Show with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money.